Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. My name is Paul and I'm here with Gar. That's me. And we are doing an episode today called The Battle of the Covers. Now we've done best covers, we've done worst covers. I think yep. we've done maybe worst covers volume two even at this stage. Mm. But this will be battling different cover versions out uh, against each other as in <clears throat> two covers of the same song battling out each other. Uh, there's been a few times we've heard a song over overcovered like Hallelujah yeah. by Leonard Cohen. That's not in here. I couldn't really be arsed. <coughs> everyone knows everyone knows the proper winner of that yeah. is uh is Andrea Burke. Alexandra Easy. Burke is <laughs> is it Andrea Alexandra Burke? I don't <laughs> Uh, it definitely, and then uh, every single, I think even like Justin Bieber has covered it. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to kick into your your first one is a good one because this I is love, I love yeah. all three versions of this, including the original. Obviously. Yeah. So I think what, the, the way we're going to work is we'll probably play the original, um, play a little bit of the original first, and then we play the two covers. Play it all back to back, so you get an idea. Um, so the the first one is obviously it, it has to be. It's probably the most famous, one of the most famous covers of all time, and it's Tainted Love. Um, That's them. So uh, the original is Gloria Jones from 1964. Uh, Gloria Jones is a US-born singer, but only really found fame in the UK off the back of the Northern Soul scene. We've talked about Northern Soul before, but uh, basically the single um, Tainted Love, which wasn't even a single, it was a B-side to another song called Mad Bo- My Bad Boy Is Coming Home was the A-side, and this was a B-side that got picked up by the Northern Soul scene in the UK. So she moved over to the UK thinking, well, they love me over there. And... Um, Maybe I'll, I'll kickstart my career properly because it just wasn't working out for her in the States. Uh, she ended up falling in love with Mark Boland from T-Rex and joined T-Rex. She was the keyboard player in T-Rex for years. Um, had right. a kid with Mark Boland. They were together for years and years. Um, had a proper like long-term relationship with Mark Boland. Um, had a son with him. Uh, but th- th- this, listen, she, she ended up re-recording uh, Tainted Love in the 70s again thinking like, well, maybe if I re-release it, it didn't really do too much, to be honest with you. Failed the chart, done jack shit. And Mark Boland actually produced that re-recording of it as well. It just didn't work out. Um, yeah. Secondly, we got Soft Cell, which is probably the one most people know um, off, the, off their back. I mean, what do, you, what do you even say about Soft Cell? Like, fucking Mark Allman. This apparently was the first song that Soft Cell, uh, it's their first single, but apparently it's the first song that they ever recorded. And right. this was the the take you here was Mark Almond's first take in the recording studio because Mark Almond worked in the cloakroom of a nightclub in England, and they had an Northern Soul night, and he heard Tainted Love. He heard the yeah. the Gloria Jones version. He was like, "That's really good. Maybe we should do a little version of that." 
and off I, they went. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Recorded uh, the whole song was recorded in a day and a half, and the vocals that you hear were, were his uh, his first take because it was all kind of done on the on the cheap and on 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 the on the. On the Doing on the fly, like turn, as quick as possible, but yeah, uh, that's obviously super famous. This is 1981, and then the last one, they got Marilyn Manson, 2001. Uh, this was off the soundtrack for not another teen movie. They ended up putting it on as a bonus track for uh, the golden age of the grotesque. Yeah. Um, the Manson ones are right, like I like it, but by the time I heard that Manson one, I'd already heard 17 million versions of Tainted Love, yeah. There's like even an ad. Had. It was an ad on TV that had about eight covers in it within it. Yeah, they kept switching to different like covers. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, why I knew there was a lot. It's just it's 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 nearly it's too much. I think, um, it's really too much. Um, I'm gonna put my vote down with soft cell. I'm sure you are as well. I have to. Yeah, I'd even yeah. prefer it over the original, and I really yeah. like the original. The original's great, but, yeah. but it's soft. I have to say though, I do like what Marilyn Manson did with. The dirt, 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 kind yeah, of uh, there's some kill stuff there. Like, kind of uh, uh, repeated kind of motion of it instead of the the It's really yeah. good, and uh, I do, I do like it, but I don't think it has much emotion in it at all. Yeah, it's fairly it, it's dead. Like, it's pretty it does dead. Feel a bit stagnant by the yeah. end of it. I like the start of it, and uh, I don't oh. know when he's doing sleazy. It's much. Not as convincing as when Mark Almond is doing sleazy and kind of cheeky. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's good, but it's not... The Tainted Love by Soft Cell, their version is it's so one good. Of best, like, one of the best covers of all time. It has to be, it has to be. So I think that we've got a clear cut winner there. Both, we both have votes down for Soft Cell on yes. that one. Uh, who's your first one? My first one is When the Levy Breaks by Memphis Mini, and um, it's... Sort of Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Mini. Mm. So so we're gonna play the original and then the yep. two covers. If it keeps on raining, going to break. If it keeps on raining, going to break. And the water gonna come I have no place to stay. I love that song. I absolutely love. It. I love all those versions I just played mm. there, but um, the original one is a it's a, bl- a country blues song written yeah. in the twenties um, about the great Mississippi flood, and it was covered by it was reworked and covered by Led Zeppelin, and yeah. I absolutely love their version of it. Like oh, whatever good. about what they took from uh, sort of American country and blues artists. Mm. Uh, I do think they put the, their complete own spin on this. Mm. I really do. And um, they, he did credit to, to people. Uh, he credited Memphis Mini anyway for yeah. for the, the writing of it. And then, like, that's one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs. And only a while ago I, I, I did I realize it was a 
sort of bona fide cover, as in it's actually like it's it's there's a there's a blurred line between what is a cover and what is not with Led Zeppelin yeah. and the Be- and the Beatles because they took sometimes and only when it got to a certain degree did they have to own up and go right. Yeah. actually a cover. Bastard lifters. Yeah, yeah, they were. And then the last one you heard there was um, a perfect circle cover in, it, in a completely different style. It's a really kind of trip hoppy style yeah. almost. And uh, it's, I, it's, I could it's, live without that perfect circle one. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I remember hearing it going: if they covered that in the in either of the original styles, it would sound garbage. I remember when I got the album <laughs> Emot- Emotive from two thousand and four. Mm. It's their covers album. I don't think it's a great album. It has some good stuff on it. Mm. Um, I I stuck it on and I was like, right, it's not trying to be the other versions, but is yeah. it any good? And the key changes in it, I just think, are absolutely. It's absolutely just something. Th- there's something about that perfect circle one where it feels like they they just had they just want an excuse to sing some of those lyrics. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. It they could have just the, licensed the lyrics. The, yeah, the thing that much. Like it's it not bad. I just that, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can see the I can see the connection between the 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 mini one and the the zeppelin one, but I, the that perfect circle one is so far out there that it's nearly not a cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's so they've gone in a completely different direction yeah. with it. Um, it doesn't really sound like the original, and uh, I don't know. I still like it. It, it. it could if they change the lyrics, it would be completely their own song. Yeah. But uh, it's on the covers album anyway. Um, that's. That's my first one. It's it's always a it's always a one I pick. Like I wouldn't. I I always forget to put Led Zeppelin's when the Levy breaks into the best covers because people go, oh well, oh, all yeah, those yeah. songs are covers, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But it is a cover, and look, that's what it is. Who's your next uh, cover battle? Oh, sorry, we should actually vote we have on to that we one. have to vote on it. Well, I I I lead the pack. I have to vote for Zeppelin. Um, yeah, me too. Like I loved it. I loved the Perfect Circle, but yeah. yeah. I have to put down. I have to put down Zeppelin. Um, that Memphis Mini one is like that. That Delta Blue stuff. I like loads of that, but it, to me, it's the yeah. same as a thousand of our fucking songs I heard. Um, yeah, that's why. That's why when they did rework it, like the whole intro with the kind of fiddle and all is yeah, amazing. amazing. And then when he starts singing, yeah. it's it's so good. Yeah. So it's it's for me even better than you. Let's see, even better. So you're going Zeppelin as well, right? So we got have to, yeah. Two for soft sell. Two for Led Zeppelin. Right, my next one is uh, uh, you might as well just play it, everybody on that way. Okay. They came on so loaded, man. Well hung the snow white time. So where were the spiders? They came on so loaded, man. Well hung the snow white time. Yeah, see, that was David Bowie. He's not putting me making David Bowie fight against <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> That's pointless. <laughs> so we'll play the first cover. So obviously, uh, Ziggy Stardust. 
Um, original by David Bowie from 1972, off the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. That's a fucking mouthful of an album name. Um, this was never a single. This is just an album track that, for some reason, people kind of twigged on them with Jesus Christ. Like, was it? Yeah, it was never Jesus. a single. Um, it got released later. Um, on like seven inch and stuff like that, and it was put onto a load of compilations. But at the time, it wasn't a single. Um, the next one then was Bell House, obviously, uh, from 1982, doing their version of Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust, which is definitely the second most famous, uh, famous version of Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it a lot, it's a little bit faster, it's obviously darker. Um, yeah, but, it still remains very punky for, yeah, like, definitely. Bell House's earlier sort yeah. of. Closer to punky stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, all, yeah, like the, the, a lot of these like goth bands and, and skinhead bands and stuff like that, I mean, they're all like, playing in pubs and they wanted to keep people happy and get them kind of aggro and drink and gargle and stuff like that so they could get paid by the by the, the barkeeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like a lot of, a lot of like, the, the goth, like even you go back and listen to the early kind of Susie stuff, it's mad raw and it's edgy and it's scratchy and it's a bit faster and shit. And it's only when they kind of, start gaining their proper following that they were able to start getting a bit more moody with it. Loads of the, the, the skinhead bands and all used to do like pop covers and stuff like that as well. It's, it's yeah. just I'd selling say, you know I'd imagine it's really difficult for punks to have hated Bowie because oh yeah, they, they would have hated anything that's popular, more popular than them, which is what punks do. Um, but at the same time, oh, like. so good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it Bowie. must have been really difficult for them to like, I, I'd imagine um, John Lydon <laughs> had something to say like, well, he wouldn't have been really. I'd say, I'd say about Bowie by then, would he? Uh, he, he, he um, we would have been late a, to be moaning about Bowie though. Yeah, Bowie would be already massive. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of punks would 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 have really. Yeah, I think a lot of the punks would have liked Bowie just because he was kind of re, re he kept reinventing himself and he he um he was a little bit of a fuck the system kind of guy as well doing you know doing this kind of androgynous thing as well. So like, not necessarily in in musical styles, um. Would they have had too much in common? But I mean, you have to remember that like Bowie that brought us like Iggy Pop and stuff like that as well. So we definitely had his toes in that world as well. Yeah. And um, the third one was the Highliners, who are a UK psychobilly band. Uh, absolute garbage. But um, <laughs> uh, I had to put I've it in never, there. I've never heard of them. I don't know yeah, the, the Highliners and the Highliners are kind of a, a, a split off of one of the biggest uh, well their biggest without shadow the biggest psychobilly band ever the meteors um they kind of spawned out with them but like they were the highlanders were probably the only psychobilly band to ever duetting in the charts um they actually they had had a couple of singles that actually had chart success they didn't necessarily sound like that the, the thing about what psych, uh, psychobilly music uh, used to do and still does to a degree for whoever the fuck is down the rounds. But whenever they done covers, they kind of on purpose made a bollocks of them. They were designed to be batshit mad. Right. Um, <laughs> like you, you'll you'll rarely hear a psychobilly band doing a cover of a popular song and try to do it well because they know that they can't. If you get me, so they <laughs> just go out it's and out ironic, mad. man. It's ironic. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but that was the Highliners. Um, that uh, that's after the, the Highliners broke up in nineteen eighty eight and got back together again in like two thousand and ten for a couple of gigs, and yeah. then bothered the shit out of me for three years for a gig in Dublin, and I never gave. Did they? Yeah. Um, I I was going to do it until yeah, yeah. One of the lads was just a bit fucking weird on email, 
a bit weird in the email. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, you um, got this sense. Yeah, I just did the spider sense. Start fucking, start going. I was like, mm, the spiders hey, from Mars sense. You know, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm a, I, I'm going to go with Bowie. I just have to go with the original. Um. Are we allowed to pick the original? Oh yeah, of course. Not, not that we would. Not that we would have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely have to pick the original. Some people will say, a lot of people get very edgy and say Bauhaus was better than the original. That's no. incorrect. Yeah. It's incorrect. It's an inc- incorrect opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it, like, it's fine and it's fun and yeah. it's a bit fast. It's a bit raw, you know, it's, it's a bit more foot happy, but Jesus Christ, that, that fucking riff, the way the whole song is put together by Bowie. Ah, like, so good. Like, all right. So we're, 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 uh, we're agreed on, on all yeah. the, the first three here, but we're doing eight in total. So, ooh, okay. Who's your next batch? Um, I'll blast it away here. It's yep. uh, these are made for walking. You keep saying you got something for me, something you call love, but confess you've been a messer where you shouldn't have been a messing, and now someone else is getting all your best. These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you the three versions I picked. Oh, it's not the three versions I picked. Jesus. I picked uh, the two <laughs> versions of that song. Um, These Boots Are Made For Walking, Nancy Sinatra song written by Lee Hazelwood from 1966. It's one of my favourite songs of all time. Mm. I just think it's fantastic. It's been covered by Jessica Simpson, which you heard there, and it's been covered by Megadeth. It's also been covered by Billy Ray Cyrus and a few other people as well. Um, that Jessica Simpson's version is so awful. It's so it's bad. so incredible. Like so, I'm going to play a little bit more. It's so lifeless. Garbage. That's that, from that clap. That's like one beat behind. That's something that would make yeah. me want to kill myself. No, that clack, 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 clack. That's one it's off. Really, it's really irritates me. <laughs> she's clearly they've gone for a, a sort of Britney Spears kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, it, it hasn't worked at no. all. That's from um, just say her, the word sexy. Uh, say the word yeah. sexy. Will you? Still, that's from the yeah, yeah. Dukes of Hazard from two thousand and five. Remember she that? Daisy Daisy Jokes, her film debut. I don't think she's a great singer. I don't think she's a great actress. Um, wasn't Snoop Dogg on that? I don't know what Jessica Simpson really is. She was a very, very good-looking, typical classical American USA-looking girl yeah. that is very nice. You know what I mean? She's like a and, God-fearing uh, woman. 
Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. I don't know, is she? I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Smell of opera. Um, I know her sister, Ashley, came out and had that Millie Vanilli moment on stage, which still I watch every now and then to watch the little dance she does afterwards. I think the sister was she, better, wasn't she? Ashley was better. Had a couple of like Avril Lavigne-esque rip-offs. She went for a, a type. Uh, yeah, she went for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it goes down on record as one of the worst covers, I think. Yeah. A lot of people will mention it. It's, oh, yeah. It sounds un, unfinished. Yes. And... And the, the original is so good that it really annoys me. Yep. The second version of it, the one you heard, was uh, Megadeth covering These Boots Are Made For Walking uh, from their first album, yeah. Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good, from 85. Um, Which is an interesting a lot, album. A lot, but a, yeah, a lot of rappers do, do not know what to know what, what to make of this at all. Because it sounds and like they're doing a Motorhead impression. It like, is motorheady. It's trashy, yeah. and uh, it also doesn't really work in a lot of parts. But yeah. I still kind of get a kick out of it. Yeah, um, they they have stopped uh, ever since nineteen ninety five. Any version you buy, it hasn't got this on it. They took it off eventually. Really? I think after ten years, <laughs> it was like right. Yeah, we've had enough of that. But um, yeah, he he would perform this with Metallica. All um, right. So Metallica had done it a few times. Okay. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, you so can't listen bad. to the whole thing. It's too long. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much going on that it actually start wrecking your head after a while. And the original, like, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to go for. I mean, yeah. you might go for it. Nancy. But, it's uh, Nancy all the way. Nancy Sinatra's one with uh, Lee Hazelwood. Yeah. Is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, she she died in... No, she didn't die. She's still alive. I'm just saying, I'm thinking, I'm thinking she, of his wife. You should say she didn't die in 1999 or whatever you're going to say. She didn't die in 19 anything. <laughs> I always get Nancy's and the man mixed up. Like whenever I did research and I'd be like, she died. In t-. I was like, hang on a second. Stall what? the ball. Yeah. She's still actually kicking around them boots. Yeah, and they were made for walking. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, do you know, another version is the Billy Ray Cyrus when I was going to put that in. It seems weird. Do you know what? It's, it's a bit double standards. It seems weird when he's singing it. Like I know that the Megadeth version is tongue-in-cheek and piss-takey. Yeah. But Billy Ray Cyrus is talking about walking all over you with boots. I just imagine him stepping on a woman. That's really weird. <laughs> like standing on her head and all. But I don't get that with the, I don't get that with the Megadeth one because yeah. it's stupid. It's yeah, silly. Yeah. It it's, the Megadeth version is not very good. I'm actually not, I'm not a mad fan of that album in general. Um, the first Megadeth yeah. album. It's, it's okay. It looks to... like they're trying to be motor-heady, very motor-heady. <laughs> Well, apparently they only they, they wasted all that money and they recorded it in like three days or something like that. There's a big story. We'll do that at some other podcast. It's only we're, half an hour long. Yeah, they were given a big advance by the record label, um, and uh, they went out and just put up their nose and drank it, and just ended up booking like a garbage studio or something and recording it in a weekend. Yeah. The whole album. Um, so it doesn't. It, it, it sounds got, like it's got, a, mecha- it's got mechanics on it. And yeah, stuff. It's all exactly. Right. It's not great, but uh, my favorite one is obviously the original. It's, if yeah. I had to pick, a, if I could pick a cover out of those two. Megadeth, but I'm not listening to either of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, got me whole life now here in the other two, and be <laughs> perfectly happy to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, right. who's your next one? My next one is Supernaut. Um, we got three different versions of Supernaut that are not all of them are not a million miles away from each other. Because how do you do a weird version of Supernaut? Um, give them a spin there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
There you go. Right, so Supernaut, Black Sabbath 1972 of Volume 4. Uh, I, I'm not really going to talk too much about the Black Sabbath one because it's infamous. It's yeah. one of the greatest heavy songs ever written. Um, the riff is instantaneously recognisable. It's like there's loads of Black Sabbath songs that have big riffs, and you go like, "Oh, that, that's amazing!" But there's something about that Supernaut riff. There's really and truly something about that Supernaut. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's it's mad powerful. Um, second version is a Thousand Homo DJ is from 1990. Uh, Thousand Homo DJs was like a ministry side project that Al Jorgensen put together, and yeah. uh, it's it, there's a lot of kind of dissent in the camp about this version of Supernaut, the Thousand Homo DJs. No one can agree on who sings the vocals in this version of the song. Really? Yeah. Were they that out of fucking face? Uh, no, apparently uh, it was supposed to be Trent Reznor and he did record the vocals. And what happened was his record label caught wind that he had recorded vocals for another band and they wouldn't let him release it. So Al Jorgensen um, recorded vocals for it as well. But neither party can... Both parties are saying that it wasn't Trent Reznor on this version, right? The version that like you him. heard right there. It does sound like him. They both say that it's Al Jorgensen. And they said that when they recorded, there wasn't meant to be distortion on the vocals, but when they recorded Trent's vocals and they started, they, they kind of had an inkling that the label might get involved. They added a load of distortion onto it. They kind of mask it a bit. And yeah. they said it was Al Jorgensen. Now, eventually later on, uh, his label, uh, Reznor's label, uh, TVT, they let him release that version with him singing on it. So you will find it. It's out there. Now, 100%, the, what this was recorded for was the Black Sabbath Nativity in Black covers album. And the version that's on that Nativity in Black, 100%, is Al Jorgensen. We know right, that okay. much. We know that's Al. But this version that you just heard, that's off that Thousand Homo DJ's record, that's, that's up, up for contention. Nobody wants to agree that it's, <laughs> uh, that it's Reznor. <laughs> Even though everybody says that sounds a lot like Trent Reznor. Um, but Jorgensen said, like, uh, well, I was just doing my best kind of impression of him, you know. But, yeah, the, the whole thing, like they, but they were going to put it under a different name and everything. Um, but someone in, in the Tre- Tre- Reznor's label caught wind of it. Like, we know you're up there recording songs. We know you are. And not only that, it's a cover as well, <laughs> you know. So there's got to be more royalties and it's a big sticky fucking mess. So we don't want you anywhere near us. He's like, yeah, grand. Uh, no, uh, we'll just use Al's version of it instead. <laughs> yeah. um, so the third version then is Pigface. Now, Pigface are uh, very interesting. They're like an industrial super group that formed That's in right, 1990 yeah. in Chicago. Now, what I have here, I have a list of bands that have featured in Pigface. There's no real lineup for Pigface. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was quite, I know Al Jorgensen was kind of involved in it at the start, but I think it was more so one of the drummers or something like that that kind of took it and ran with it a little bit. It was, I think it was meant to be like a bit of fun on a tour that ministry were doing that they kind of opened for themselves. Right. Um, acting the bollocks but it kind of turned into a real band and then they start bringing in uh, different members so wait till you hear this right okay I need to take a take a breath so <laughs> members of 
Public Image Limited, Ministry, Killing Joke, Revolt and Cox, KMFDM, REM, King Crimson, Nine Inch Nails, Skinny Puppy, The Jesus Lizard, Big Black, Shellac, Tool, Green Jello, Trobbing Gristle, Ween, The Pixies, Swans, The Orb, Tomahawk, MOD, Rollins Band, Buhol Surfers, Marilyn Manson, Atari Teenage Ruya, Dope, Shonen Knife, Gwar, Napalm Death, The Clash, Luna Chicks, Apollo 440, The Cure, Lard, Filter, Smashing Pumpkins, Morrissey, Afghan Wigs, The Mekons, Ruby, Celtic Frost, Satyricon, Godhead, Godflesh, Moby, Lamb of God, Combi Christ of Flog and Molly. They're all, they're bands that have featured Do you know members. What? The only that one band. that surprised me, the only two names that surprised me in that whole thing mm. are REM and Shannon Knife. Yeah. Weird, the ones I wouldn't have, wouldn't have expected. Like when you said Guar, Tool, like, yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Revolting Cox. Uh, and I, 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 I'm assuming that the Morrissey Smashing Pumpkins thing is Matt Walker, who played with both. Um, he, he played with Filter as well. Yeah. Played with Filter right. as well. So he was Filter and, and Pumpkins he, he, and Morrissey. He got three. He got, they got three for with him. He got yeah. three. I, think, I guarantee it is a bunch of them that were three first, if not two first. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That has to be. There fucking has to be. <laughs> like looking at the Orb and Apollo 440, maybe, but they're different countries, aren't they? Um, Trob and Gristle. Green uh, Jello and Two and it's the same. Both, no, hang on. Are they not both English? Are they? Apollo 440 and Orbital. I thought Apollo 440 were Orb. Yeah, I thought the Orb. I know no, the Orb no. are Brits now. Yeah. Are Apollo 440 not American? No, I think they just oh, there you go. Well, maybe it's the same person. I know yeah, um, Tool and Green Jello. Tool and Green Jello is the same person. I know that much. Well, that'll, be, that'll be Maynard, yeah. Um, Big Black and maybe. Shellac will be um, Steve Albini. I'm just looking at it here, going through it, trying to guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down the names because I'm not that good at it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I'm going to say I, I prefer the Thousand Homo DJ's version. Uh, I'm pretty original. Yeah. I do think that... Uh, Anything Al Jorgensen is involved in when it comes to covering stuff, he does great covers. Yeah. Just brilliant, brilliant covers. Uh, he has one of the most famous covers, uh, Lay Lady Lay with Ministry, yeah. which is like a touch on taking the piss, but it's also better than the original because the original <laughs> is Bob Dylan. And it's yeah. not, yeah, yeah, it's a good song, but. Yeah, there's something about that Tales and Homo DJs one where it's, because, uh, like I said, that riff is so good. Uh, and the, they add this kind of franticness into it. I really like the only thing I'd like to hear is I would have liked to hear like another layer of guitars or something like that when it properly kicks in it doesn't yeah. and it sounds a bit weak now that's not to say that it's better than the original um like it's definitely not the pig face one but that was a live recording you heard that's, that's yeah that, that sounds like it's just influenced by listening to thousand homo djs doing it pretty much it's a little bit cleaner it's a little bit and more, they share they share members they I have think. members as well yeah, yeah um yeah. The, the, the pig face one seems to be more of a just straight cover of um the thousand homo djs one which yeah, is a cover yeah. of a cover coverception is what it is <laughs> yeah um so you're going with sabbath so i'm gonna go with thousand homo djs all right so here's your next yeah. one my next one is i'll just stick it on you'll know it yeah, yeah. I can't get no 
I can't get no satisfaction by the Rolling Stones as covered by Britney Spears and Devo. We have talked about the Devo cover before, uh, mm. but we'll talk about it briefly again. But um, the song is the six, 1965 um, classic by Rolling Stones. It's a really, really, really good song. Yeah. Um, as a, a kid, I didn't really ever appreciate Rolling Stones until I was a little bit older. And um, I think... I still don't. I think... Yeah, I, I still don't, I'm not mad about them, but this song and a few other Jumping Jack Flash when I heard them, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. They get me have bangers. But, um, like. Yeah, they do. This song was originally uh, banned from the radio uh, because the lyrics were too sexually aggressive, which if you think with current standards is, is crazy. Mm. And then the Britney Spears version was from her second album, Oops, I Did It Again. It was a split opinion. It sounds like Oops, I Did It Again, but... Yeah. With the lyrics of I Can't Get No Satisfaction, yeah. which sounds mental. Really, really <laughs> weird. Um, but uh, the Devo one, I think we talked about it before. Like, they had to get the rights to do it. I think it might have been with Warner. I'm not 100% mm. sure. They had to get the rights to do it. So they all had to go down with a little one of those little tape decks. To uh, uh, I think he was in a in a hotel. Locked out of it, like, because he has every right to be. He's yeah. Tour, fucking let him. And uh, when he for, when they first stuck it on, they needed his approval. He was just like, uh, just said nothing, but just had that look on his face mm. and kind of grumbled a bit. But then those rhythms just got him, and he just yeah. jumped up and he just started jiving to it. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's a yeah. mad rhythm. I think that. I think he thought it was a piss take until he heard that. I mean, hang on, that's mental. Like that's mad stuff going on. Yeah. Um. I. The, the Britney Spears one, it's impressive that it sounds so much like everything that she was about at that song, yeah. at that time, yet yeah, still a cover. Yeah. But uh, it's better than uh, Jessica Simpson's version of uh, These Boots Are Made For Walking as well. Yeah. But I have to be honest with you, my favourite version of all them, uh, it's really difficult to pick between the original and, and Devo because I... I I think if I was to stick it on DJing or stick it on in the car, I'd probably go for Devo. I just love the feel of it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with yeah. Devo. So I think the original is like probably a better song, but I yeah. like what Devo have done with it, if you get me. And I, and I, yeah, and I've, I've probably, because I've heard I Can't Get No Satisfaction so many yeah. times, that yeah. is it my favourite? I do it, yeah, that's a good way to put it, like you said. It's the best one, but it's not my favourite one. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll give yeah. it to Devo, I think. I think we're going to give it to Devo. So we're back on the same page. We had we had yeah. split decision there. And, uh, <laughs> we're, back, we're back on the same page. Oh, Lordy. Right. Lordy. Um, who is your next, your last one, actually? My last one I? is uh, a little respect. A little, okay. just a little bit of respect, Helmut. Give me no soul, I can hear you calling, oh baby. 
little respect. So uh, obviously the originals by Erasure came out in 1988. Um, so tenth ever yeah. single from their toured album, not the tenth single from their toured album, but their tenth ever. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Remember bands back in the eighties used to exactly. release every song. Yeah. What a fucking album that must have been. Yeah. Uh, the toured album, The Innocence. Uh, I, that's uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's in my top 25 songs of all time. A little respect. Really? There's something. There's something. I can't put my finger on it. Um, well, I can. It's fucking unreal. Uh, it's mad catchy. It's recorded incredibly well. It the hooks are bananas. His voice suits are perfect. I can't imagine anybody else singing it. Um, I, 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 I you have to for the next um, for the next two exactly. acts. You have to. Um, Erasure <laughs> are fine. They're grand. They have a couple of decent songs, whatever. But like Jesus Christ, a little respect, like a little fucking respect. This ten out of ten in my books. Right. Uh, second one is Wheatus from 2001 um, second single after debut album after Teenage Dorbag I don't I, I don't hate that Wheatus version at all I think it's got a little bit of, yeah. bit, of bit of heart to it um, it's it's far from I always find it I find it very brave for a new band to release a cover um, at the start of yeah, their career you, you, it's a poison chalice oh like isn't it if it hits if it hits it'll hit hard and no one will want to hear I, your original songs Thankfully, they had a monster song before yes, that. Exactly. But they, unfortunately, now they play. Don't, if you don't them. have, if you don't have a banger to come up as your third song, then releasing that cover was a tragic idea. A hort, a hort. Say, I think that after this, they were pretty much gone. I know they they released a bunch of albums and a bunch of singles after, but nobody gave a shy. Um, yeah. Which fair enough. Like if you're not good, it is fair. Like, not good. Just probably not. still better than uh, Weezer though. Well, I always get them mixed up. <laughs> well, put it this way: Weezer will probably cost you half a million to book to play our venue. Weezer will cost you five hundred quid and a pizza. <laughs> yeah, and there's about eight of them now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the, like, the, the, whole, the wives and all, are, and and boyfriends or whatever. I don't know. Are all involved? They literally they tw- they dragged their asses around Europe for the last fucking yeah. twenty years, making because no one wants them in the states. They're a bit like um, if you remember <laughs> that, that that kind of nineties crossover man, Doggy Dog. You remember them? No fronts, no oh, tricks. No spoon. That's a banger. That's, that's a banger. They're two uh, they're two bangers actually. Um, and like they they just moved to Germany, like they they're doing so well. In That's Europe, right. at festivals yeah. and all this kind of shit. These lads from wherever they're from, California or New Jersey, I don't know. This is where the money is now. Yeah, yeah and they just after went up sticks and they play all over Europe. Well, not right now, but all over Europe, like fucking every weekend or every week um, for the last 20 odd years, making a few bob off a couple yeah. of albums. And uh, a third version there is J.D. McPherson, who's an American singer-songwriter, who everybody has heard the name but probably hasn't heard a single thing. I, I know that name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just one of those guys. He, he gets referenced a lot by kind of bigger acts saying, like, you need to listen to this J.D. McPherson guy. He's really good. Um, this this is, um, this version of A Little Respect is from like an Amazon studio sessions yeah. um, that they do called uh, Love Me Not or something like that is the name of it, where they get artists in to do covers and record new versions of their songs and stuff. Uh, so J.D. McPherson does this weird kind of mix of like, rock and roll, rockabilly, soul, country, whatever generic American white people music, you yeah. know. Um, but I, that version is actually really good. It's recorded. I think it's, uh, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, yeah, I'm not going to get into what I think about all three. I'll let you say first. Uh, obviously, it's the original for me. Um, it has to be the original. Yeah. I The weakest one is, is good crack. It's good fun. I'd still pick it over that Alien Ant Farm, Michael Jackson thing. I hate that abomination. I know you like it. 
yeah, well, I, I think it's cool. I think it's, I, I could take or leave it now at this stage, but at the time I was, I really liked it. Yeah. And I like this JD McPherson version as well. It's, it's kind of slick and it definitely has its own fingerprints on um, it. But for me, it's a razor. It has to be a razor. I'm going to surprise you here. Are you? I'm going to go with that JD McPherson version over even, cool. the, over even the original. Yeah. Because I've never really liked that razor song. I think, right. it's a, I think it's a great pop song. Yeah. But it's, I don't like it. And I think that Weezer's <laughs> cover is utterly pointless. Yeah. Much in the same, like every Weezer cover, utterly pointless to do that. And Fall Out Boy probably do the same kind of thing as well. Covers okay. that are completely unnecessary, but they get to play them. Play those live in the style of the original artist. Um, I, I don't, I'm not mad about Erasure. I mm. think they have a couple of songs I really like, but uh, Andy Bell's voice is phenomenal. I just don't, I don't like their songs that much. And whenever I hear Respect, I think, yeah, it's... Uh, but where's the rest of it? It's grand. That's the way I feel about it. Is that I hear that I and I go, that, where's the rest of the songs like that? Yeah, I heard that J.D. McPherson one there when I listened to it earlier. Yeah. I was like, it actually sounds like this is where the original one came from. Yeah, and sped yeah. It up and did it. Yeah. Like, it's like a soft sell, tainted love version exactly, of Exactly, yeah, yeah, very much uh, so. And I, I'd actually... I actually had a newer appreciation for the style of the song, yeah. hearing it like that. And I don't really know who this guy is, but uh, yeah, weird. I, I would listen to that over the don't. Very good. All right. Who's your uh, your last one? My last one your is... Last one. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Obviously, smells like Teen Spirit and mm. um, the original by Nirvana. No surprise to anyone um, that that is uh, covered a lot. Yep, and it's covered a lot because it's to me still stands as the best alternative rock song ever written. Yeah, I know it's a very obvious choice now, but it's a reason something can be so good that it can just become the obvious choice. Yes, very um, much. What you heard there as well was Tori Amos's version, which actually only came out less than a year after the original. Mm. Um, on the Crucify single and then later on uh, Little Earthquakes, the mm. deluxe version. Um, Dave Grohl thinks it's hilarious. I don't know whether that's... I don't know what the intention of the song was to be. I don't... I'm not going to lie. I don't really like that version. I think it, it spawned a million fucking... At least it's doing it on piano, I will say that. It spawned yeah. a lot of these TV ad versions of songs. Now, because it's Tori Amos, I naturally give it a little bit of Respect oh, yeah, anyway. yeah, definitely. And I also do think it's a huge amount better than those things I've just mentioned. I just think it's bled into them. But it's, yeah, it's fine. It sounds like 
do you know what it's better fit? It's better when the one in, that was in Westworld. Mm. Uh, yes, 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 yes. That's kind of like where I'd put that. Put that version in even instead of that and have a yeah. thing or an ad, an, ad, an ad for Marvel. You could see mm. that as well. It's, but like it's I said, it's much better than that. One of the first songs I remember that, that um, is in that vein of, like you said, the, the slow down pop song that they use to, uh, in a trailer for a movie, which has been the fashion for the last two or three years. Yeah. The first kind of um, the bones of that style that I can remember were something so stripped back and so like, there's nothing to it. And it, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I remember that coming out and being like, well, yeah. well, and now I'm older. I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe. And the, uh, the, the third one was Paul Anka. Yeah, uh, his from his album Rock Swings, Rock Covers album from two thousand and four, which had <sighs> "It's My Life" by Bon Jovi, your favorite. It's 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 uh, it's is my it's it's is my true by Spandau Ballet, Eye of the Tiger, uh, Everybody Hurts, Wonderwall, Black Hole Sun, It's a Sin, There's, uh, Pet Shop Boys, <laughs> the Jump, Smells Like Teen Spirit, obviously. Uh, Hello by Lionel Richie. I don't know how that's a rock song. Yeah. Eyes without a face, Billy Idol. It's a it's a ballad. It's not Love Cats. The way you make me feel by Michael Jackson and Tears in Heaven. Some of those okay tentative links to rock, but yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really like that Paul Anka version. It's around the same time as Richard Cheese was doing stuff and Pat Boone. Actually, it's a yeah. little bit later. Where where um, we could make a whole playlist of Lad covers. I I despise lounge covers yeah really I, like, do you not like uh, at, a blue, not like, at a bluegrass level like i fucking hate do you it. not like richard cheeses no versions. i despise it because it's just really no because it doesn't exist it's like this fucking like when, when i think about when i hear that music i can see it in my head right like i can see yeah. the bloke walking around with a little skinny pencil microphone sl- sl- like clicking his fingers that yeah. all the fucking hip cats I used in the to, room yeah, I, I used to hate that music as well based on i remember do you know what you i mean i never cared about it until I think Andy Williams had this famous compilation like about 20 years ago called Music to Watch Girls Boy. Do you remember how big that was? Yes, that rings about. It was just sell, it sold out. Like this, so it just shot up. He re-released the song, Girls Watch the Boys, because it was on some ad. And then the record label went, let's put a whole album out of this and call it Music to Watch Girls Boy. Oh, yeah, the girls and, uh, watch the boys while the boys yeah, watch the girls. watch the girls go by, eye to eye. And I hate that song. So I it was in, working in Golden This at the time, and it, we had to listen to the whole double CD like, all the time, every day. And I had this a real lovely just hatred for that kind of music, and I really yeah. hated it. But then Richard Cheese came out, and I enjoyed the piss-take aspect of it. Mm. And then I heard Pat Boone doing, like, Holy Diver, which is fucking fantastic. Richard uh, and then like these are actual acts like and then yeah. Joe Dolan obviously in the mid nineties had a huge amount of um rock. He had two two rock albums. I think one of them well a rock a rock album and then like rock covers album and yeah. an Irish covers album as well, yeah. which contained stuff like cranberries, I think, mm. or stuff like that. Um so like I said, Smells Like Teen Spirit is often uh, like sort of frowned upon when it's put into any lists, but I don't give a shite because it's still top it just top is. shelf like some things just are, do you know what I mean? What they are. Yes. And it's, if you heard, if you'd never heard that song before in your life and you found a disc man on the bus and you put, <laughs> put, put yeah. the earphones in, put your own earphones in yeah. to it. Yeah, don't or use the ones that came with it. It's an easier way of saying this. If you heard that for the first time tomorrow, you would think that's the best song ever written. Yeah. Because it's one of the best songs ever written. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Um, who is my favorite cover? It's not the Tori Amos one. I appreciate her a lot, and she's the song "Crucified." That's is incredible. Yeah, uh, I like that Paul Anka version. Although I think there's better covers in jazz style, which 
mm. aren't as corny. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with, with that for the cover. But obviously, the original, original, the, the OG all the way. Okay, yeah. right. Well, there we go. So we, we agreed on one, two, three, four, five, six of eight. That's pretty good going. It's not bad. Pretty good going. We disagreed on Erasure and JD McPherson, and we disagreed on um, Black Sabbath and a thousand homo DJs. Which again, that's fine. What's wrong with that? Yeah. What is wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with that. Right, gang, that's it for this week. Um, yeah. Back next week with probably one that we'll have to do some research for. It's Christmas. Oh. Christmas is over. <laughs> New Year's is over. My birthday is over. All this bullshit. And, Happy um, birthday. It's your birthday today, yeah. My actual birthday it won't be, as it won't we're be, talking. As we're talking, so yeah. <laughs> they, it will be post-birthday by the time they hear this, which is fine. Um, yeah, so back to kind of real life now next week um, for me and for fucking you as well, I think. Um, yeah. So we're back at it. Uh, if you like what we do, you can help us by going to uh, patreon.com forward slash said the blind boy podcast. Patreon.com. Whoa! I know that's it just runs off the fucking tongue. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash lost air podcast. And um, that's a subscription based. I can't even talk tonight. There's something wrote me. That's a subscription based model <laughs> where you uh, pay five euros a month and you get loads of um uh, extra content and exclusive podcasts and videos and all that type of malarkey and if that's not your bag you go to kofi.com forward slash last art podcast and uh, you can tip us just give us a few quid if you like the episode or you like what we do all the links are on lastartpodcast.com all the links are on our Facebook our Twitter all that malarkey they're all up there um, if you don't want to do any of that just share it on your social media platforms just share it out on your Twitters your Instagrams your what's, what's parlor the one where all the mad cunts to be that's all Trump's fans. Yeah, yeah. Go on the parlor and start an account and share out Lost Our Podcast <laughs> and see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll do a whole episode on Troops Metal. Just for them. Oh, yeah. We Just should. for them. The best of Troops Metal. Um, <laughs> we'll, gain, we'll gain millions of followers and then let them all down after they listen to one episode. Um, yeah, and we'll send them into battle and then denounce their actions immediately. Exactly. exactly. After, calling them special, after calling them special the yeah. few hours before. Yeah. Oh, sick enough. Anyway, we can't sick talk about that. It's real, it's real bad. We're back next week, folks. Uh, back with a radio show in a couple of weeks. And uh, we shall talk to you then. Thank you very much. Night.